So there's a question lots and lots of sales reps have been asking themselves lately, especially this year with all the talk and the hype about chat GPT and certainly um, artificial intelligence. And the question is, will AI replace sales reps? And in this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, we're going to go there. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 60,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready, because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our AI Sales Mastery Course. I'm going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast. If you happen to be impatient like I am and you want to know what it's all about right now, make sure you visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash AI Sales Mastery. So, you guys know how I like to roll if you've been listening to me for a while. I don't like to take 10 minutes to get to the point and all this cutesy little banter and all the other podcasts and, and you know, all the breaks to, um, to hear from their sponsors and all that nonsense. And, you know, if you're like me, all of a sudden it's like, well, geez, man, we're like 8, 10 minutes into this thing and you haven't, like done anything yet so not on my watch so what we're going to do this week is we're actually going to address the elephant in the room right now and it is a huge elephant i mean this thing is gaudy as fuck and everybody is looking at it and and like somebody's got to talk about this and that's going to be me the elephant in the room right now is all this talk about things like chat gpt and you know artificial intelligence and the question is will ai replace sales reps now you ready for this i think it's the wrong question to ask i'm I'm dead serious because and and pardon me for being a little colorful with my language who the fuck knows i don't fucking know you don't know either i mean seriously i mean what are we gonna do we're gonna have like a panic attack here trying to figure out shit with this is it gonna be i I don't know maybe you know maybe we've all seen like the terminator movies too many times and we're in a panic here but i really believe it's the wrong question to be asking seriously i think there's a better question you should be asking You know what that question is? I think if you were to ask yourself right now, and if you were to ask me, if you were to ask me, do I think that um, sales reps who aren't embracing AI and and certainly things like chat GPT, if they're going to get replaced by sales reps who are embracing it, I would say absolutely yes. They are going to get replaced by them. Now, I want to be very clear because you make a statement like that. I bet you there's a lot of people getting butt hurt right now. And it's almost like it's almost like I walked over to you in the bar, spat in your face and said, your mother. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> your mama. Right. I mean, some of you guys are getting real 
like all kinds of pissed off that I just made that statement. Like how dare he say that sales reps could get replaced by people who are embracing AI. I'll take traditional selling skills any day of the week. Guess what? I would too. This isn't a one versus the other conversation, folks. Stop making it that way. These things can live quite nicely together. You know, kind of like this whole thing. Well, you know, what's more effective? Is it cold calling or is it social selling? You know, which is, you know, going to be better? Is it going to be email marketing or is it going to be, you know, whatever, skywriting or whatever? Wrong question. Because to survive and at a minimum, right? Because I'm hoping that you're not looking to su- just to survive. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. To thrive in the months and certainly the years to come. I believe we have to find a way to make these things work together and they can work quite nicely together. So stop thinking about this as a one versus the other. There is absolutely no talk in, in, or discussion here and what I'm going to be laying out for you, that's going to tell you, hey, you got to choose one. Yeah, yeah, fuck all that traditional stuff. See, I'm even doing a dicky voice to really dramatize my point here because it's just stupid. We're not talking about one versus the other. But, and I also want to be clear about something else. When I say that sales reps who are embracing AI and things like chat GPT will absolutely replace reps who aren't. You know, I I don't mean every single rep is going to get replaced by them. And, you know, there there are reasons why I feel this way. And I'm going to tell you what the reasons are, by the way. I didn't just come in here thinking I'm going to make a a statement and then drop a bomb and leave the room. No, man, I, you know, I have some things I want to tell you why I feel this way. But I also want to make it clear, I'm not talking about a sucky sales rep. Somebody who absolutely sucks is now going to beat the hell out of a rock star because they're using AI. Hey, maybe they could, but I'm really not talking about them. I'm talking about, you know, two people with equal skill sets. One is using AI and the other one isn't. I'm telling you right now, that person who isn't using AI is going to get the floor mopped with, I don't know, I I can't even think of what the hell they're going to get the flaw. Like, I thought about something cute to say right there, and as I'm saying, the flaw mop, like, what the fuck are they going to mop the flaw with? I don't know. I got so mad right there and so carried away. I don't even know what the fuck they're going to mop the flaw with. But you want to know something? If I used AI just then, AI could have told me what the fuck to say. You see, that's how important AI is. But no, I digress. But no, I want to tell you why. Seriously now. I mean, I'm, I'm being like just an idiot right now. And I didn't drink at dinner time, And maybe I should have. But there are a few reasons. And I'm just going to give you three reasons why I feel that those who are embracing AI right now um, could easily replace those who aren't. Reason number one. And if you happen to be writing this down, and and I want you to write this down. If you're not on board with AI, I want you to hear me out and write this stuff down. And I don't expect you to be convinced in the next 15 minutes of this podcast, but I want you to seriously ponder it. Um, The people who are using, the sales reps who are using AI are saving a tremendous amount of time. And I'm not kidding. I mean, it's an understatement. 
to say a tremendous amount of time. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, there's a lot of areas where they save time, where they're using AI, but I'm going to tell you like what I think is the biggest time-saving benefit of using AI. There is so much time in sales that we spend staring at the computer screen and we're in this mode of thinking. You know what the mode of thinking is? What, what the hell do I say? What the hell do I write? And it really should be that way when you think about it in sales for us. Like, that sounds weird, but it really should be that way. And it makes sense that it's that way. And I don't want you to feel bad that it's that way. And here's why. We're salespeople and not copywriters. And I could tell you right now that I've been writing every single day of my life since, and I don't mean like write, like counting writing is sending somebody an email. I mean blogging, putting up LinkedIn content, scripting out um, courses and workshops and webinars, you know, Twitter posts, Facebook posts, you name it, a ton of it since 2008. So that's 15 years. Every single day of my life, I have been writing some days a massive amount of content is being produced. And I still struggle and I still spend a tremendous amount of time staring at the screen wondering what the hell am I going to write? I still sell, by the way. I'm a one-man act. And even with all that writing and my writing muscles probably a little stronger than the average person's, I don't mean grammatically speaking, because if you go and read my blog and the way I always refer to my blog, I might as well have written that fucking thing in crayon. It is riddled with grammatical errors and I don't give a shit either. Because if I'm hanging out with you, having a beer, I can't hit spell check and I can't, you know, have it. Okay, hold on. You know, let me, let me just correct that statement. Uh, I was supposed to say whom or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit about any of that, nor do I want to hang out with people who give a shit about that kind of stuff. Seriously, I, I'm not into those types of people at all. Um, probably beat the shit out of a lot of them in high school, to be honest with you. That and uh, people in the chorus usually uh was the deal until i joined the chorus by the way and then it was all good and we were we were friends but um but what i mean is is you know just working those muscles and and being able to kind of improv off of something you know that somebody said and be able to respond and stuff um and even initiate content i've gotten very good at that because i do it every single day and i'm here to tell you i still stare at that fucking computer screen wondering what do i say right? So a lot of you guys are going through the same exact thing. And in many cases, I mean, if you ever tracked how much time throughout the day, you're kind of like in that, what do I say mode? I bet you it's a lot more than you think. I bet you it is a chunk of your day. Now, people who are embracing AI, right? I mean, you know, if you think about it, they can, with things like chat GPT, they can easily write their cold emails. They can craft responses because you could basically cut and paste something that was said to you and just kind of, you know, get a starting point of a response or even plug in the response you're planning on using and have it evaluated. Here's something else really cool, and I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I don't care. I just want to tell you it. Um, you could even have chat GPT. And I would imagine all eight, you know, uh, AI tools 
do this, you could have it do a sentiment analysis, um, you know, with the response that you're going to, you know, offer a sentiment analysis. What that is, is you just kind of cut and paste um, your response that you're planning on. It could be a verbal response. It could be, you know, certainly a cold email response or whatever response over on LinkedIn, whatever it is, plug it in to chat GPT, have it run a sentiment analysis. And it's going to basically tell you, and this isn't a function of it, but this is my way of explaining it. It's going to tell you really quick uh, if you're coming across like, you know, rather dickish or if, you know, it's coming across in the way um, that you want it to come across. Um, I used an example not too long ago of a situation I was in when somebody was attempting to screw me over on something. And I really wanted to see how I was coming across because, I, I mean, needless to say, I was quite angry about it. And, um, you know, I plugged it in to the chatbot and it basically came back with feedback from the sentiment analysis saying, you know, not in these words, but yeah, you're, you know, you're being kind of, you know, condescending and a dick. And to me, that was a home run because I was, in fact, trying to come across condescending and as a dick. And, you know, now now there's no mystery. I was, in fact, being a dick. I, I needed to respond with an equal or greater level of dickishness. And thanks to chat GPT, I accomplished that level of dickishness. Now, there are other times where we don't realize it that we're coming across them. And it's like, I really didn't want to come across as a dick. You know, maybe I need to tone it down on the dick meter, right? So um, that's something you could do. But really, on a serious note, so obviously even your cold calls, you can script out with it. Your voicemails, LinkedIn messaging, LinkedIn content, you can, you can have it help you with, by the way. Your demos, proposals, needs analysis and discovery calls. Do you know? You can have chat GPT, and participants in my course did this. They know if you're listening and you went through my course, you know we covered this in the first session, by the way. You could actually have chat GPT write your entire prospecting sequence. How freaking cool is that? So that is the first thing, by the way. So it saves you. Think about those things that I mentioned right there. They, can they be kind of time consuming? I don't know. Writing a fucking demo, right? Writing a proposal. Those, are, those take up a lot of time. So you could save a tremendous amount of time. And by the way, if you're going up against the sales rep who is using AI tools and you're not, and they're saving all that time, you know, they're going to have a lot more time to hunt for business than you. They're going to have a lot more time to put artillery fire on the drivers of sales success, which to me, you know, depending on your role, there, there are three drivers of sales success. Number one, new account acquisition. If you're saving time with something like, you know, AI, guess what? More time for new account acquisition. You're graded on that shit, right? I would imagine you are. Um, also, how about the second driver of sales success? Again, your mileage may vary because you might be in a role that all three of these apply. Maybe just uh, you know one or two of them apply or whatever, but uh, I'm not out in left field here when I say number two is going to be um, retaining and wowing 
your clients at a minimum you got to keep them you can't bring them in the front door and have them run out the back door just as fast right so retaining and wowing them not just keeping them but you know creating those you know holy shit moments right those are kind of cool and last but not least the third driver of sales success is uh growing the business whether it be getting into additional products and services getting into um other divisions and you know certainly just growing the revenue right that's always a good thing but they're gonna have a lot more time to work those three drivers of sales success than you because they're freeing up and i mean major chunks of time the next reason why i feel that people with um who are embracing ai could easily replace those who aren't reason number two they uh the quality of their messaging is going to blow away the messaging uh of the reps who aren't embracing ai now yes there are exceptions to the rules i mean we all know people that they are just gifted at whatever right it could be music it could be uh you know it could be math i don't know but uh in sales there are some people that just you know they're just magical with the words that they come out with and the things that they write i mean i even worked for this guy years ago and i like i read some of his things and i I reported to him and i remember saying to him man you 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 know um you're a great leader and everything but you miss your calling man like you should be a fucking writer you're you're awesome just the way you describe things and you know package the thought it's just brilliant i mean i just could never in a million years get to this guy's level of writing so those people that are naturally gifted with it with it those one in a million people i'm not referring to them but i'm talking about the average everyday people like you and me you know the quality of that messaging is actually going to be better through ai especially now i i, I have to just say something here because those of you who have used ai you know that a lot of the time it um the magic is in not just the first draft or the first attempt with uh the chatbot it's in the revision revision stage when you kind of correct some things i mean those of you who have used chat uh gpt in particular you know that like i don't know where the hell it learned this and i can't stand this opener in a cold email but like every email that that chatbot writes with you begins with i hope this email finds you well yeah obviously you know i i i get rid of that shit so there's some revising it's not going to be perfect but it will at least either a give you a starting point and or you know b it could you know something you plug in to the chatbot could be brought uh to a new level but you know in terms of the quality of that messaging it's going to be a hell of a lot better um And I mentioned this before. Oh, here's something really cool, actually, that you could do with AI. You could actually take a template that you're currently using and you could overhaul the shit out of it. Seriously. And you could actually have AI change the tone. I want this to go from, you know, a serious tone to something more lighthearted. Add humor to it. Add evidence in here to kind of prove my point or whatever. You could even tell AI, this is going to, in fact, you could even like tell it almost like 
almost like an acting coach would be telling an actor, okay, you're a person who had a troubled childhood and this is what's happening. You know, like how they set up a scene for the actor to give them kind of what they call the motivation and the feel of it so that they could really capture the essence of the role. You could do that with AI and you could say, you are, you know, a decision maker in a Fortune 500 company. You've heard it all. You've seen it, done there, been there, done that, that whole thing or whatever. And you are very skeptical. Here are some typical objections that you you know typically might you know um be embracing or whatever and you can kind of role play not kind of you can actually role play with the chatbot which is kind of cool right but anyway the other way that you can overhaul your messaging and this is just amazing you could actually feed in one of your templates right that you're using and you could actually if there's a writing style that you really, really like. It could be a famous author. It could be a copywriter. Um, there, <laughs> um, I'll let you in on a secret. I haven't done it yet. But uh, I experimented with it, but I didn't publish it. So um, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I, I love cigars probably way too much, right? Way more than I should. And um, I go on all of these cigar sites all the time, in addition to practically living in my friend's uh, cigar lounge that he owns. And uh, But when they're having these specials online and stuff, there is this copywriter, and I recognize his style. Like, it doesn't say who wrote the piece, but I recognize the style. Did you ever have that happen? Like, you say, well, I know that. That style right there, right? It's just... It is just so the the this this person's style who writes, I believe, for like three or four of the major online cigar companies, right? Like the online sites for buying cigars. He just has a really cool, funny fucking style, this guy. So what I did just for the hell of it is and we're not talking plagiarism here, by the way, please don't misread or, or mishear what I'm saying. What I did was I cut, first of all, I took what I was writing and I put that into chat GPT. And what I did was I put in a prompt, which is basically a command. And I'm not going to give it to you word for word, but basically I'm just going to explain what I did. I cut and paste that in. And I basically said, this is something I'm writing. I'd like it rewritten with the following style and voice and flavor. And I took writing samples from those cigar sites that I know that this person wrote and it rewrote it. I'm telling you, it was like I hired this guy for free to write my shit. Now, I haven't published it yet. I haven't used it or anything. I was doing it for the sake of um, actually, you know, to make sure that that could be done and I actually taught how to do it in uh, the class that we did on this. So that's reason number two. The quality of the messaging is simply going to blow away the messaging where people aren't using AI, right? Again, unless they are that one in a million really talented writer where they really should have went into copywriting instead of sales, right? For the most part, 99% of the population is going to get blown away by it, right? Especially 
if the person using the chatbot knows how to do the revisions and know how to, you know, okay, this is a starting point. Let me now finesse it, right? That, that a lot is to that. And it's not hard to do. Last but not least, and I want you to really pay attention to this one. And I'm serious. I'm going to get real serious on this one. If, uh, if you're stubborn and you refuse to embrace change, I'm here to tell you that you're always going to be at a disadvantage. I don't care what we're talking about. But if you're a person who refuses to embrace change, not change for the sake of change, right? Where, you know, all the cool kids are doing it, let's go do that. You know, fuck all that middle school shit, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stuff you know that you should be like getting a working knowledge of it and you're dismissing it. And you're dismissing it, and I'm going to call it out right now, is because you're fucking scared of it. And I get it because I was too. By the way, that was me at the beginning of this year. Not only was I scared of AI, right? But I publicly mocked it. And I'm going to tell you why. And I still feel this way to a certain extent. There was just too much fucking talk about it. It was just like, it got to the point. It's like, you know, there's other shit we could be talking about. And it was just way, way too much. And I felt that a lot of the talk in a way was just not genuine. It was people talking about it because it's almost like you go on Twitter and you see what's trending. Okay, you know, uh, you know, Gary V's trending. So then you get all these dickheads out there that go and they do an irrelevant tweet that has nothing to do with Gary V. And then they just simply put Gary V's name on it because, you know, it's trending and they're going to get a little more, you know, like uh, juice out of it. They're going to get a little more exposure because because that's that's trending. And that's how I felt about it at the beginning of the year. But I'm, I'm not talking about that now. I'm not talking about doing things for the sake of doing it. I'm just saying that in general, if you're stubborn and you refuse to embrace change, especially change of you know, of, you know, that, that has to do with technology and that could make your job and your life a lot easier. Not only are you going to be at a disadvantage, but you're going to be at a disadvantage, you know, when you go up against those who are embracing that technology. So, you know, I, I just think that um, in fact, there is actually something else I want to say, and that's why you heard me kind of hesitate there. I really want to just say it, right, and just get it out in the open. Um, if you're an older sales rep, and I mean even like over the age of 40 or 45, um, you have to realize that buyers are getting younger. You have to realize that a lot of the new people now coming onto the sales force they're not 40 or 45. There's a ton of them, 24 and 25 and, and 23, right? It's the way it's always been, by the way. You get a lot of younger people coming in. So you're ready for this next part. It's going to be blunt. It most probably is going to piss you off, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, if you're an older sales rep and you refuse to embrace technology, and especially something like this, with AI that I put on the level, by the way, of, you know, the people, and I remember them. I remember, this is now, I'm really going to sound like an old fuck. You know, the people that like, when the internet really started, like, 
you know, coming about that, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. It's going to be in the salespeople. They said that shit then. I was selling back then. That's how fucking old I am, man. I got gray hairs on my fucking goatee. That's how fucking old I am. Seriously. Um, but, you know, or like, I remember back in like 2008, 2008. I don't even know why I had to hesitate because it's 15 years now that I've been embracing things like LinkedIn and, and Twitter and, and Instagram and all that. Um, you know, I remember thinking back then how many people that were in my age group back then. And back then it was probably like 43, right around the age I'm saying, anywhere really 40 and up that were dismissing things like LinkedIn and all that. And, you know, they, they just thought, well, it's going to replace salespeople. Or no, it's just not genuine. It's not real. I prefer traditional selling. All this, you know, all these excuses or whatever. And what I'm here to tell you, if you are an older sales rep and you are refusing to embrace change, refusing to embrace technology, especially something that I promise you is going to change, you know, things as we know it already, it's happening. I promise you within the next few years, this is the next big thing right here. This is it, AI. If you refuse to embrace things like that, then what I have to say to you is that you are not helping the fucking stereotype of older salespeople. You know what the stereotype is? Let's call it out. It's that people in our age group and older fuckers, right, like me, I mean, look it up because I think there's Gen X, Gen Z, and then there's older fuckers and there's a big picture of me with the gray hairs and my fucking goatee being miserable about the people who aren't helping the stereotype. The stereotype is the older people don't embrace technology. They refuse to change. They are stubborn. They are old fucking dogs that can't be taught a new trick. If you hate hearing shit like that, if you hate experiencing that, and by the way, even shit like ageism and stuff, do something about it and just get off your ass and learn the things that are not going to go away. Seriously, that is my message to you. And again, I want to end on this note and then I want to tell you about something too. I, I really don't know, right? If, you know, sales reps are going to get taken over by AI. I, I'm an optimist. <laughs> That's me. I am an optimist. And uh, I'd like to believe that, no, we are not going to lose our jobs to AI, right? And that is not my thought process right now. That is a thought process that, you know, almost like in Wedding Crashers, we're taking a turn to negative town. Here's what I will say, and I've said it throughout this entire podcast. It's not a matter of AI replacing sales reps. It's a matter of sales reps who have embraced AI replacing the sales reps who are not embracing it. And I'm telling you, it's 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 going to happen. And I want to be wrong on this. I would love to be dead wrong on this one because, you know, if I'm right on it, man, there's going to be a lot of people losing jobs. But, you know, what I want to leave with, and this is kind of the infomercial portion of the podcast today, is uh, when it comes to chat GPT and AI, by the way, you know, one of the biggest challenges for a lot of reps, at least 
you know, this is what they've told me, is knowing what to type in there, the commands, those prompts that I was telling you about. But here is the good news. If you want a little good news, I have some good news for you, okay? And the good news is this, that I've already done all the work for you. I'm dead serious. I mean, I have over 50 chat GPT prompts that I've written specifically for sales reps, and you could actually use it for things like cold emails, subject lines, cold calls, voicemails, discovery calls. I actually even have that I give you uh, templates for a lot of these things that you have a starting point. And then I give you the commands to go and rewrite those things that I've done for you, but rewrite it in your voice. Remember we were saying you can have the chatbot emulate anything a professional copywriter um it could be just you know you prefer to have your style because i've written these in my style um i even have things like a hundred uh needs analysis questions that i'm going to give you that i give you the commands that you can have them rewritten with a chatbot but also things like how about like your follow-up and stuff i have commands for that handling objections and writing proposals and all that kind of stuff now the course that I put together is all pre-recorded, so you can go at your own pace. There are actually three 60-minute pre-recorded sessions, um, and it's really designed. There are three sessions to cover three areas. Number one, and you'll recognize this from what I said before about the three drivers of sales success. So I've kind of created the course in a way that it kind of highlights each one of those areas each one of those drivers of sales success. Session one, we're going to talk about how to get in front of more opportunities, new account acquisition. Um, we're also going to talk in session two, how to close those opportunities. And then in session number three, we're going to talk about retaining and growing your accounts. So if you'd like to learn more, and I hope that you do want to learn more, please visit yoursalesplaybook.com slash AI sales mastery. That's all one word, all lowercase letters. Your salesplaybook.com slash AI sales mastery. With that, I'm Paul Castain from your salesplaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get it. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castain Training Systems production. Make sure that you sign up for our free sales tips by visiting yoursalesplaybook.com slash subscribe.